everybody, my name is Alicia. In this lesson, I'm going to talk about the differences between must, have to, and should. I'm also going to talk quickly about the negative forms. I'm going to focus on comparing the very similar meanings of these words. So let's get started. First, let's talk about must, must. In the negative, we say must not. So must or must not. In British English, you may hear mustn't, mustn't, but we don't really use this in American English. We usually use must not when we want to use this pattern. So we use must and must not first for official rules. Official rules means, for example, rules at a company or rules at a school, rules at the airport, uh, police, so law-related rules, like things that are related to your society. So official rules. We use must and must not to explain these rules. For example, passengers must show passports at immigration. Passengers must show passports at immigration. This shows it's an official rule. All passengers must show. They have a responsibility. It's the rule. Must expresses this. It's a formal rule-like statement. Must not then. Visitors must not wear shoes inside. Visitors must not wear shoes inside. So that means visitors must take their shoes off before coming inside. So must not wear shoes inside means not allowed. It is prohibited. You may not. It's not allowed. So may not means it's like less formal than must not. Must not is much stronger. I'm not going to cover may in this one. So must not is more formal. It sounds more rule-like, official rule-like. The second use of must and must not is for strong personal advice. Strong is the key here. I'm going to talk more about personal advice later in this lesson, but when you want to express strong personal advice, you can use must or must not. For example, like uh, visiting a doctor's office or maybe some other kind of health-related issue or something that's very important to someone's life, uh, you can use must and must not to express advice in those situations. For example, you must stop smoking. You must stop smoking. So this might be advice, strong personal advice for a very heavy smoker, someone who smokes a lot. You must stop smoking or you'll die or you must stop smoking or you're going to get much more sick, for example. Another one, you must not forget to take this medicine. You must not forget to take this medicine. So that means you have a responsibility. It's very important to take this medicine. You must not forget to take this medicine. So we use this for strong personal advice. So strong is an important keyword here. We don't use must for like everyday general advice. I will talk about that later. So official rules, strong personal advice. This is how we use must and must not. 
Let's continue to the second point for this lesson, which is have to. In the negative, don't have to. Uh, for different subjects, doesn't have to. Uh, in the negative, and in the positive, uh, has to. The same rules will apply to need to as well. Need to. Also, have got to in British English. So, let's look at how we use this. We use have to and the negative don't have to to talk about responsibilities, responsibilities. So this can mean school responsibilities, work responsibilities, like relationship responsibilities, family responsibilities, the things that we have some kind of obligation to do. So in many cases, we don't want to do these things, but there's some need. There's some responsibility. For example, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. Have to shows it's a responsibility. I have to go to work. She has to leave early. She has to leave early. She has a responsibility to leave early. She has to. So as I said, when she or he or it is the subject, we conjugate the verb. We change the verb from have to has. She has to leave early. These show a responsibility of some kind. So many learners ask, like, can I use must here? I must go to work. She must leave early. It's not grammatically incorrect to say must. I must go to work. But because we use must for official rules and for like strong personal advice, it sounds kind of strange to use must here. Like, I have to go to work. That's an everyday regular responsibility. When we make like a sentence like, I must go to work, it sounds like there's a very like strong reason or there's a very official reason, I must go. So you might hear that in movies like in epic, big scale, like fantasy stories. There's someone fighting a war, for example, or there's someone with a really big responsibility. They might say, I must go. In those cases, and when they're using like an old style of English, fine. But in everyday English, using I must before some of like your responsibilities sounds pretty strange. So I don't recommend it in most cases. If you want to sound funny, you can say something like I must go to work. <laughs> but in most cases, I would not recommend it. Uh, I have to go to work. Sounds much more natural. Or she must go or she must leave early. It sounds way too formal. So please use has to or have to to talk about your everyday responsibilities. Now let's look at negatives. Negatives. So uh, again, don't have to is like the I subject version. I don't have to, we don't have to, they don't have to. If your subject is he, she, or it, it becomes doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, she doesn't have to. So examples, he doesn't have to come. He doesn't have to come. This means he has no responsibility to come. It's okay. He doesn't have to come. No responsibility. He can, but he doesn't have to. That's what this communicates. He doesn't have to come. Same thing here. We don't have to leave yet. So yet shows it's okay now. We don't have to leave yet. Maybe later, later. We don't have to leave yet. Again, we can, but we don't have to. There's no responsibility there. 
So an important point about the negative with have to uh, or need to is that when you make a negative with this pattern, make sure you're talking about a common or a regular responsibility. We use these patterns, we use this have to, this negative have to pattern for things that we can reasonably be expected to have a responsibility to do. So an example I have heard from uh, students, from learners, is something like this. I don't have to drink alcohol at work. I don't have to drink alcohol at work. So for grammar, this sentence is correct. The sentence is grammatically perfect. There's no communication problem. It's a great sentence. But this sounds strange because for most people, drinking alcohol at work is not a regular responsibility. I mean, unless, unless you're like a bartender or you're someone who works with alcohol, like a wine sommelier, whatever. But for most people, in this example, drinking alcohol at work is not a regular responsibility. So it sounds a little strange to say, I don't have to drink alcohol at work. We typically, we often regularly use have to in the negative, I don't have to, to talk about our everyday responsibilities. So like, I don't have to get up early on the weekends means I have no responsibility to do that on the weekends. Or if you have a holiday, I don't have to go to work today. That's a much more common way of using don't have to. So please keep this point in mind. Make sure you're expressing a regular, like a reasonable expectation when you use the negative form here. Okay, so with that in mind, let's continue to the last point for this lesson. The last point is about should, should. In the negative, it's should not, and we reduce should not to shouldn't, shouldn't. Should, should not, and shouldn't. We use should and should not for general advice. General advice. This means everyday, uh, just regular life advice. So compare this to must and must not, which we use for very strong personal advice. In most cases, in everyday life, we use should to talk about general advice, a suggestion, a recommendation. We use should to talk about that. We do not use must to talk about that, unless for some reason it's very, very strong. Examples. You should go home. You should go home. Maybe you look sick. You should go home. Or he should take a day off. He should take a day off. Maybe he looks stressed. So using must in these cases would sound strange because these are kind of everyday small suggestions like you must go home that sounds very serious or he must take a day off again sounds very serious why did something happen so use should in these cases also using have to in these cases kind of sounds a little strange too if i use have to here you have to go home you have to go home like why do i have a responsibility to go home it's kind of strange same thing here he has to take a day off why like maybe there's some company rule he has to take a day off i don't know but be careful make sure if you're giving just advice your opinion just use should 
Of course, there are some cases where you can use have to in place of should to make a stronger recommendation. This is useful when you're giving like a restaurant recommendation. And it sounds like this, you have to try this restaurant. So that sounds more like excited than you should. You should try this restaurant and you have to try this restaurant. Have to sounds stronger because it's like you're saying you have a responsibility <laughs> to try this restaurant. You have to try this restaurant or you have to try this recipe. It sounds a little stronger than you should. Uh, so you can use it in that way. But if you're giving advice like based on something you can see, or if you're trying to give someone like career advice maybe, be careful with your use of should and have to. So have to shows like you're putting responsibility on that person. So should is more like general advice. Okay, let's look then at using shouldn't, shouldn't. So as I said, should not reduces to shouldn't, shouldn't. We shouldn't talk so loudly. We shouldn't talk so loudly. So in this case, we shouldn't. That's like advice for our group. Maybe we're talking very loudly and one person says, oh no, we shouldn't talk so loudly. So that's giving advice to the group. We should talk more quietly. So we shouldn't talk so loudly. Another one, she shouldn't worry so much. She shouldn't worry so much. So it's general advice. Don't worry so much is another way to say that. She shouldn't worry so much. So again, using something like must not sounds way too serious here. Like we must not talk so loudly. It's for strong personal advice. So using must here sounds very strange. Same thing here. She must not worry so much. Again, very strange because this is a very strong sounding expression. She must not worry so much. Similarly, using have to here, we don't have to talk so loudly. That expresses lack of responsibility. We don't have to talk so loudly, but we can is kind of the idea there. So this doesn't sound natural. Same here. She doesn't have to worry so much. This could be used, perhaps, she doesn't have to worry so much. Like you could say in, for example, a work situation, you have a colleague, a coworker, and she worries a lot. And you want to express to your manager or to your team member, she doesn't have to worry so much. I can do it. Like in that case, maybe it's natural. But if you're giving general advice, shouldn't sounds much better. So keep this in mind, should and should not for your general everyday advice for recommendations, have to and don't have to for your responsibilities, must and must not for official rules and for very strong personal advice. So I hope that this introduction to these three expressions helps you understand the differences and the different feelings and situations in which we use these. So if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to practice making some sentences with these, please feel free to do so in the comment section of this video. Thanks very much for watching this lesson and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.